yo, 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 what's good, what's good, this your boy Chris J, listen to a brand new episode of Threes from the Ring Podcast, episode 73, I believe, so, got my boy Trail on here, Tyler on here as well, go ahead and do y'all sales, G. What's happening, everybody? Alright, got, alright, uh, first, um, just because this news is kind of really let's just knock the sad stuff out now uh prayers up to uh Carthy town's mother uh she passed due to complications with uh covid19 uh prayers to cat prayers to his family his father everybody uh even people close to her friends and stuff uh sad loss for cat um really really sad loss i know it was really close to his mom she was really close to him his whole basketball career from high school college and even to the nba so prayers up to cat because i know he's really going through it right now all right nobody want to get their thoughts on it all right uh, cool yeah it's sad nobody mom's or is a little wild do i know his mom was Ball career and everything that's when the COVID stuff through the first and everybody needs to social distance and things of that name. How much is hard it's in home for him. Got it and it's just, it's just how real it is uh, affecting people. Tyler, anything you want to add? For anybody to lose their mom, he says very active. You know his sports life, of course. Just pray, you know, pray for everybody, man. This it affects everybody. You know, just try to do the right thing. Pray for each other the best you can. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, make sure both of y'all speaking to y'all mics. Uh, y'all speaking a little low, but uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So moving on. Uh, I'm still breaking up. I'm breaking up. All right, hold on. I'm breaking up. All right, hold. On. All right, we're back. Threes from the ring. We're back. Episode seventy three. Uh, like we start every episode. Um, what uh, jersey number NBA player wore based on the episode number. Dennis Rodman wore 73 when he was with the Lakers in 99. So, we already talked about that a while ago. So Dennis was, Rodman going to save us. You said what? Dennis Rodman going to save us. <laughs> Nigga went down 16 million different jerseys. I Him swear. and Shaq. No, Shaq only had 30s. Yeah, Shaq was consistently like 34, 36, 32. Who else got a crowd-turning number? Mm-hmm. I know Dennis Rodman definitely is up there. Uh, cause now, like, once we get to ninety one, Dennis Robinson's gonna pop back up, cause it's Bulls <laughs> number. But uh, it, it's gonna be interesting, G. Once we get higher, G. So hey, but uh, but yeah. So let's go ahead and get right into the uh, episode. Uh, so good news, more good news, man. So it's official. The Bulls have moved on from Garpax, the evil known as Garpax. John Paxson and Gar Foreman are no longer essential pieces to the Bulls organization. 
uh, Gar Foreman has been fired as of today, and John Paxson has literally technically been put on a some people has phrased a paid retirement <laughs> in a way. So uh, it's all good in the streets to me because a uh, we needed this, and like we talked about last week's episode, uh, it's really much needed. I don't if you want to see the mess ups that these motherfuckers did in their 20 over 20 years almost 20 years of literally being part of the Bulls organization feel free to check our Twitter page of just a list of mess ups because I'm not even about to put myself to such stress there's no reason to man but Behind the Bulls have officially today uh, have officially today hired uh, the Denver Nuggets I think he was the assistant VP of basketball operations I believe hold on I want to make sure but yeah, well, either way, he was with Denver Nuggets. Uh, name Arturis Corinsovas. So, I'm just going to call him Arturis. Just make my life easy. But uh, I'm overall satisfied with the pickup. Uh, the hiring, I'm cool with the hiring process. I don't have really no major issues. Before we dive in a little further into this, uh, y'all, you guys' initial thoughts. Uh, I... I'm a big uh, advocate of um, how would I say that even though it don't affect me, I'm happy for the niggas that affect because this don't affect me. I wasn't a big Chicago Bulls fan anyway. I wasn't them. Hey, they from my city, so I'm a root for them type fan. Um, but in a sense, shout out to them. I, I personally didn't know them niggas. Like I said, I'm young. So, no thing has been the power for my whole entire life. Yep. So, I did. I'm 24. They had a job for 22 years. That's wild. Yep. With no um, championship, G. There's no championship. <laughs> um, which is this is crazy. Um, minor success. I think at the like the they what how many Eastern conferences. One or two? They've been to one Easter Conference Finals uh, the entire time they were there. They have made a couple of playoff runs. We, we're all familiar with the uh, 2010, the early 2010, mid-2010 era. Well, let's just say the early 2010 era. Uh, then, like, the mid-2000s with uh, Ben Gordon and the gang, they had a couple playoff appearances. Okay. Um, now, um... Uh, what about to say now? Uh, but shout out to the Bulls finally getting. I mean, I think y'all been trying to get rid of them niggas for like years. So shout out to that. And also, uh, the wildest thing I see throughout that list that we put up on Twitter is the the trade for Doug McDermott. That shit is ass. That was sad, G. I'm, I'm, that's <laughs> I, like I forgot it, G. I forgot that one, G. Shout out to uh. Buddy who uh, tweeted tweeted me that horrible reminder. Like, gee, we could have had Yusuf Yurkic and Gary Harris, bro. Man. But, hey, man. But they went on to become Nuggets, and look who is our freaking guy now. But, uh, Tyler, your thoughts? Tyler? All right, man. Shout out to your uh, food, man. Oh, there you go. Oh. I said, you know me. It's about damn time you got them up out of here. 
They said Garfunkel has been there for 22 years and it hasn't went nowhere at all. They've been through how many coaches they've been through? Too many. I know Del Negro, Tibbs, Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles, yeah. Then, you know, Hoiberg and Boylan and the rest of them. I'm just happy to see it as a Bulls fan. We've been, you know, having to endure. As a city, Chicago sports fans probably go through the most because, you know, so much is expected of our teams when they get good. And, like, we've been through years of, like, disappointment, you know, with the Bulls, the Bears, the Sox, even the Cubs for so long before they won. But as a Bulls fan, I'm just really happy to see that they're open to change now, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Definitely agree. Uh, But, yeah, so just so people get an idea who the hell the the nigga we just hired is, uh, some stuff, just get to know the guy, the fellow, real quick. Hold on. Uh, See, he played college basketball, was the first player from Soviet Union to play basketball. So shout out to him. Uh, He has Russian ties. Uh, (laughs) uh, He did play uh, on team... uh, Played against the Dream Team and uh, got schooled by Charles Barkley, so he has experience in doing seeing greatness in his face. And uh, he did actually play against the '97 Bulls in a, a preseason uh, preseason game where uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls whooped whooped their ass 104 to 78. So, and he uh, pretty much has a very good dra- uh, draft record with the Denver Nuggets, where they drafted Jokic, Jamal Murray. And Michael Porter Jr. So, so he knows what he's doing. And overall, we we even though I give the Nuggets a hard time on this podcast, I still respect how that team is built and everything about that team as a whole. Like I like Jokic, Jamal Murray's cool. Uh, the signing of Paul Millsap was very smart for that team. And then just and then it, even at a point they did have Yusin Yurkic on their team as well. So I really like how the Nuggets, even though like you can't sit there and say they have a true superstar, that team is really well put together and really competitive and it makes me look forward to how this team will be constructed in the future. So, uh, anything you guys want to add or your thoughts on what he should do uh, besides fire Jim Boylan? Like, that's pretty much the next big cause action is Jim Boylan's going to be officially fired. There's no way in hell that dude's going to keep his job. Uh, so, yeah, you uh, what do you guys see? Would like to see him do uh, next? Oh, oh, shoot! I actually was thinking about that. Um, so I'm on the cusp of saying, "Don't fire Boylan." Yet, because reason I say don't fire Boylan yet is because I know Zach Levine hate him. Because I'm gonna get to Zach Levine in a second. The whole team hates him. And the reason I say don't tan him yet is because the front office really didn't give that nigga a team. So it's stupid to fire coaches when you don't give them a team. It just, it, 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 that's just stupid. Is he probably still going to get fired? Yeah, but I'll wait to fire him. Second, we in full, like, you know, trust the process mode. So we definitely flip exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And see what we can get back. I'm pretty sure you don't even have to flip them to the Lakers. You can flip them to the 
what's the team with a shit ton of picks who could probably lose them? Fucking New York. Um, you can send them somewhat for somebody fishing for an all star or potential all star. Um, and after that, uh, our free agency just not going to work for you at the moment. So don't go for like somebody like Drummond or anything like that because that's just not going to work. Yeah, that makes no so sense. So you wait you- and you flip Zach. I hate tanking, but you tank out the season. You build up Kobe White, so you you, you play Kobe and Laurie and see how that works out. Because I think you get rid of Zach Levine, that's the ball out of Zach Levine's hand, and you're able to, you know, build up them two young talents. Now, say, for instance, you keep Zach Levine because you just want to, you know, make him your star and things of that nature. You don't trade him. Therefore, that big shot girl got to get out of Chicago. So you trade Lori and see what you can get on the market for Lori. I heard Rudy Gobert probably we'll ain't in the mid no more. Uh, we'll get that I heard shortly. that that's you know not working out. So you could probably get that French nigga for him, and you could probably get rid of Denzel Valentine too while doing that. Uh, so you can do that. But first off, it's either making those two moves. One of those two moves and see how you win. I think they drafted good with Kobe White, so that's what's up. Uh, you got to get none out of Chicago, too. It's just a lot of people. You just got to get done, off that. Right. What'd you say? You said done or n- none? None. You mean done? Because d- none done. is Yeah, right. done, 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 done. <laughs> the nigga that, another nigga that barely played. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I highly disagree with the keep Jim Boylan thing. Highly, like, nobody respects that man, G. Nobody. Like, league-wide, nobody respects him. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts? Um, Kind of in the same track that Trail was going, aside from the from the Jim Boylan thing, I feel like if they're, they're finna do a full reboot, he's gonna be out of there regardless whether he had a team to work with or not. He just wasn't it. not going to do that for Bulls. But... I definitely think, you know, I kind of think at this point nobody on that roster is untouchable. Even though I think, like, I agree with you saying, like, with Kobe White's situation, like, he should definitely be starting the next time around for sure. Let him get his minutes in so he could get that really experience as a starter and help to build him up as a better guard. Um, Chris Dunn, like you said, should go. They could package him up, you know, whoever they're trying to get rid of. I feel like depending on um, who they might hire as the next coach, either Lori, either one of the two between Lori or, or Zach is going to have to go. If not both, if they don't just, you know, just flip side to scrap everybody. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Uh, like, I don't, like, the team is already kind of rebuilding, so, or in the middle of a rebuild, so... Oh, Otto Porter, too. Oh, Otto Porter, yeah. going, like, that's a contract you're going to need to get rid of regardless. Like, that dude's here for another year or two, I think. But, uh, but yeah, like, I, like, I won't be shocked if Levine is flipped or Laurie's flipped. It's going to be one of the two. Uh, dude is really big on dudes being able to play at least both, try to play both sides of the ball. And Levine and Laurie just don't fit that bill. I think Levine is more capable than Laurie at this point of his career to play both sides and able to just be 
like multi-dimensional type guys uh because I could see more potential in Kobe and Levine than I do with Kobe and Laurie, Lord. at least right now. That's just me. I uh, it's just they're really in a tough boat to figure out what they want to do. Uh, but that's I try, like I said, at this point, we have a legitimate basketball mind, so I'm not even going to even get mad at what he does right away until I see the results in a year or two, two at least three years from now. Uh, but, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like if, but one thing I do, I'm a strong believer. If you flip Zach Levine, you can possibly get, you, I feel like you could go big or go home with that trade in my book. Yeah. Like mm. we've talked about the, a Ben Simmons, <laughs> Ben Simmons to Philly. I mean, Ben Simmons, uh, to the Bulls or like you just keep things together. Yeah. Like you keep things together. See how things go until next season. Excuse me, to next season, and then you proceed to uh, then around the trade deadline next season. You decide, okay, we got to blow shit up. Or oh, this is who we're going to keep, who we want to get rid of, and stuff like that. Depending on the coach and what he wants to do and how what type of players he want. Because I think. Where the coach is, he's going is either going to be Laurie or Levine. He wants as the face of the offense. So, uh, but I'm all for the Ben Simmons for Zach Levine thing. Uh, but the bigger thing for me, I think, will be making sure Chicago's looked at as a good culture type city organization. Above yeah, all, because the- uh, there's a guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, in He's gonna be a free agent in a couple seasons, uh, next season, not this season, but next season. Uh, so you want to at least try to make yourself look kind of decent for Giannis, kind of decent. So that's all I want to say in regards to that. It's still a big, big hope, but if you can do it, you can do it. Like hey, like I'm sure Gian- Nike would love to have Giannis here in Chicago. Would love to have him here in Chicago. Just me looking at it in the business mind of things. So, but, uh, I know they want the fuck out of Milwaukee. Exactly. Like, gee, think yeah. about it, G. You, you, you really don't leave. You're not that far from Milwaukee. And Chicago's a way, way better seat city, G. Way better seat city. And plus, that, and then the new guy has Greek ties. So, hey, hey. think about it, That's G. Not so, for starts. Exactly. So hey, like you walk up to Giannis after a game, speak a little grease to him, be like, oh, 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 okay, what's good, G? They don't know if it's tampering, G. Just chilling, talking. So throwing it out there. But uh We just don't want you to go to the Warriors, man. Please, please don't, don't go to the Warriors. Please. Please. Like, please don't. We don't need that, G. Then that's the chaos we don't need in this in the world right now, G. Like twenty twenty is already a rough year. We don't need the entire decade of the 20s being that more rough of a year, G. We don't, because I don't need to see that organization prosper, G. They in freaking San Francisco, bro. There's nothing cool in San Francisco, G. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the Utah Jazz. So, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell's uh, allegedly still trying to figure things out because Donovan Mitchell still a feel a type of way about pretty much Rudy supposedly giving him the, uh, the, the Rona pack, which I understand. I'll be very freaking upset, G. 
very upset, especially when you see that Gobert was being a ding dong about it. It's it don't matter like who gave it to who. It's just you wasn't taking it serious, and we both end up getting it. So that type of situation. But uh, things is looking a little shaky. Donovan Mitchell is downplaying it. Uh, Rudy Gobert is saying this he's trying to uh reignite the chemistry and stuff like that. But uh, things is looking a little shaky, and one 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 of the two might get traded if things don't work out. So thoughts. Uh, for me, I think, um, I don't know. Uh, part of me wants to say the seeds have been, like, planted. But I also thought, like, you know, I don't think that this is, is going to get as big as we all think it is. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Agreed. Like just something um, to talk about while there's no basketball going on or no sports going on altogether. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's one of the things that people are trying to make a big story out of. Like, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is just gonna say, "Yeah, get the fuck out my face for doing that." Shit. <laughs> like, get him off my team. Also, think, I also think you don't want to as much as we shit on Rudy Gobert, bro. I also think you don't want to just tell your team to trade him or trade me and that nigga. A good defender. I don't think you just want to give that up that fast. No, Unless some no. team tells you, yo, um, they willing to give me. I know these not the people, but they, Joe, they willing to, you know, give you Devin Booker. They willing to give you Jason Tatum for this nigga. You're like, yeah, get this big nigga out of here. Or they willing to give me, like, not Zach Levine, because no, none of them be able to touch the ball. But, <laughs> um, like, it's. Oh, uh, what I'm about to say. Um, it's it's like me personally. I just think I don't think they're going to get rid of that tango just yet. Off of that, I think this COVID thing. It was a lot of mistakes by a lot of people. Yeah, still uh, is a lot of mistakes. And, and I don't think they automatically just going you know say yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. But it will be funny. It will be funny, though. Like, the jokes is going to fly. It's already funny. Like, somebody legit tweeted, y'all talking about Rudy Gobert getting traded. What if uh, they say, you know what? Uh, we don't really, and Dr. Mitchell just says, all right, I do not want to be in born as Utah for the next 10 years. What's send this? me out of here. <laughs> like, send me That'd the hell be hilarious. Like, that would be hilarious as hell. Like, I could see that possibly happening. Solely because it's just like you gotta think about it. Donovan Mitchell is what another year or two away from getting a max contract, and the Jazz literally he finally became an All Star this year. So shout out to Donovan Mitchell. So he finally is getting that the D Rose clause, as I like to call it. So he's about to get more money in his max contract, and you telling me Utah Jazz want to have two max players on the books? Just throwing that out there. Cause that's a lot of money, a lot of money for the state of Utah, especially to two black men. So, and also, what you gonna do with max contract in goddamn uh, Utah? G? What are you <laughs> gonna do as a young black man from America? What are you about to do with a hundred and sixty million dollars, G, in Utah? I can't give you an answer to that. 
nobody can, G. But, uh, like I said, it'd be a little funny, interesting. If I'm the Bulls, I keep my ear a little tight. Be like, hey, uh, here's Lori, out of Porter's goofy little contract. Uh, maybe somebody else saying, here, uh, for Gobert. That's cool with y'all. Hey, like, something I'll think about at least. Um, or even if you're the Lakers, say, fuck it. We're all in for uh, Donovan Mitchell, by Kuzma, by other, some other niggas. Can we get Donovan Mitchell? And that's your big three. So. That is a very – a lot of Lakers niggas, but I don't see them pulling that off, but a lot of Lakers niggas are stopping that. Yeah, I know. Lakers niggas is literally started Photoshopping the jerseys the moment the shit started. Uh, the drama started, G. So <laughs> they had that probably in the chamber, bro. There's no way that you had Donovan Mitchell – and your Photoshop catalog, G, in the Lakers jersey. Legend yeah. has it, the Lakers niggas gave, gave uh, <laughs> it just all falling into play. Exactly. They sit there and say, all right, bro, uh, we're going to get Donovan Mitchell one way or another. So it's like, nigga, why would you think of the Donovan Mitchell? But, hey, be that way sometimes. But, hey, something to throw out there and think about. Uh, and if I'm the Jazz, anybody but the Lakers. But at the same time, you should think about it, too. Just throwing it out there. Uh but yeah, so uh, anything, Tyler? You want to add anything uh, to that? Uh, to the Donovan Mitchell's Rudy Gobert situation, possible trades, places you could see one of them end up going? I was actually trying to think about that because I feel like I kind of feel like nobody's gonna get traded right now. Like how I mean, the trail was saying how like since there's no season going on now this like if this would have happened like mid-season or something it would just basically kind of like it would just feel like one of them you know, normal rumors that would pop up yeah it wouldn't feel like there's nothing but because seasons you know postponed possibly gonna get canceled right now you know it's a bigger thing but i could definitely see either one of them getting traded you know, depending on you know who's leaning towards who the franchise is leaning towards for it was smart, you know. You stay with the younger guy, even though you know Gobert has a somewhat of a more respectable resume as far as like personal accomplishments. It's but. not eight. It's not nineteen eighty two, man. I swear to God, if you try to build around that nigga, you are destined for hell. You are tweaking hard as hell. <laughs> you talk. keep it straight. That's them why they want to build around them. No, no, that's true. But man, that's like you walking into one of them bubble, bro. Yeah, no cap. But, but yeah, so that's that situation. And, uh, well, something I was going to add. Can't think of it. But I want to talk about this little discussion, me, Daytra. I think Dustin was part of it as well when we was talking about how weak the East is on the party chat recently. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I think, what was it? We was talking, like, it was about Jason Kidd and Paul Pierce, right? Or was it T-Mac? Uh, well, no, I didn't have an argument. I just said that East was weak as hell. And then yes. you and Dustin started out with an argument. I was like, that's why I was like, why the fuck am I in this argument? All I said was the East was weak as shit. Which it was. It yeah, was to extent. We were talking about, like, the MVP, how J- Jason Kidd got that MVP. And I was talking about, like, um, I forgot what I said. I said, but I, you didn't agree with you didn't agree with it. And I'm like, it, it, it is weak. Oh, that he was a top five player because he got yeah. the MVP. Which and I was like, I don't know. It probably was people better than him at that time. And 
And, I, and with me, when I think of the top five players, I think the skills. And then uh, a situation would be like, would I rather have this person over this person, no matter what? And so, yeah, I'd rather have a lot of the players that was playing back then other than Jason Kidd. But I think I, I, he was talking about, like, the whole how much he meet to a team and stuff of that nature. We walked the gym. And then, you know, Dustin would just talk about that nigga ass. So. Which was disrespectful, Ed. But it made me think about we need to look at the narrative and, right? like, how really bad the East was. Let's just go from the 2000s till like, day near 20. Let's just try to go through the whole 2000s, G. <laughs> like, so far this century, G, because... At least, at least up until 2010. Yeah, let's go up. That's, I'm I'm at 2000 right now. Hold on, let me make sure to... Because when does the playoff start? Shout out to Basketball Reference, because the fact they have something like this is crazy. Uh, Let's see... I would say the playoffs probably started around April 15th in 2000. Let's go from there. Let's see. Nope. Not close. Damn, nigga. How the fuck long did y'all play? <laughs> All right. Here we go. So, April 20th, 2000. So, year 2000, the East. Uh, Dang, I really wish they just had it based off playoffs. But... The Miami Heat, no, the Indiana Pacers had, to, of course, went to the finals that year. They had the best record, fifty six and twenty six. Uh, fifty six wins was the best record in the East, which is really G. Back then, that's really good, G. <laughs> G. Back then, that was still really good. Winning <laughs> over fifty, think fifty four games is really good, bro. I'm I, I guess I'm too accustomed to 60, bro. Yeah, G, you, we see 60 too damn often now, but, like, at the same time, can't help to see that the Lakers won goddamn 67 games that year. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not saying nothing. You just you said what you said, man. Yeah, no, like, G, it, like, I'm not going to sit there and say, like, act like the West wasn't cold because they and everybody who made the playoffs of the West, <laughs> except the Kings, won over 50 games. The Kings so, never won over 50? No, wait. The Kings and Sonics didn't win over 50 games that year. Everybody else won over 50 that year. Which is... Well, but the Kings didn't get good. Like, they didn't get... To the year after. Playoff form until after 2000. Yeah, like, afterwards, yeah. So, but, uh... But, yeah, so, in the East, the Pacers had won 56 games. The Knicks won 52. The Knicks won 50 games. Then, this is... Then, the... The Sixers won 49, the Raptors won 45, the Bucks won 42, the Pistons won 42. So, that sounds like the East now. Yeah. So, it's not really I'm, I'm going to keep a buck, bro. I don't think any of us can name who the fuck was on that Pistons team, dude. I'm not even going to lie to you, man, like I do. I think Grant Hill was still on that team. Other than Grant Hill. Jerry Stackhouse was probably still on our team. Okay, that's two. On the, he was on the Pistons? Yeah, I think he was still on the Pistons on, on 2000. That's two. another uh, team where, you know, supposedly should have been, you know, on the oh, Let me look at this team. Hold on. Let me look at it. Yeah, I was right about two of them, but everybody else just. Christian Leitner was on that team. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Like, yo, Crystal Lightner? No! Oh, <laughs> hey, look, G. So, 
But yeah, so almost everybody the East Day had was over five hundred. We'll give them that. But still, it was pretty ass. Let's go two thousand one, uh, which was the year Iverson went crazy, and Iverson only won fifty six games this year. Folks averaged like thirty. I bet though. I think we looked at his stats that year too, G. His stats was stupid as hell. Because uh, that nigga, I think, he didn't even shoot over uh, over forty five percent that year from three. Let me see Iverson. Oh, I know they can't even pull it up. Let's see. Here we go. They could play 42 minutes, by the way. Shot 42% from the field goal. <laughs> this nigga Bro, was throwing shit. He did average over 31. But, gee, that nigga was just throwing shit up, bro. <laughs> but, but uh, looking at this, uh, the worst team in the East won 41 games. The, uh, the worst playoff team in the East that year won 41 games, which was the Indiana Pacers. So, they dropped off a lot, yeah, but the crazy thing is, in the West, uh, nobody won over 60. The Spurs had the best record at 58 wins. So, shout out to Tim Duncan and Dave Robson doing their thing. So, but, uh, but yeah, only three teams in the East went over, won over 50 games. That was the Bucks, Sixers, and the Heat. Bucks, Sixers, and the Heat? Yeah. While everybody who made the playoffs in the West, except the Timberwolves, won over 50 games. This is when the West started getting real out-of-hand dominant, G. So. Yeah, they, were, they had a, a good, you had Lakers, you had the Trailblazers, you had Sacramento Spurs, coming to the Kings. Like, you, they had, they, they was had that squads. around the time that Phoenix had um, Jason Kidd and Steve Nash at the same time? No, Steve Nash didn't join to like afterwards, like a couple years later. Like when he won his MVP years, that was his first. That was when he won MVP. But the Suns was his oh. first year with the Suns. But, oh yeah, he was still with the Mavericks. That's cool. All right, now two thousand two when Jason Kidd won MVP. Yes, this East is really ass, bro. I will say this, bro. the The Nets won fifty two games with the best record in the East. The Pistons had fifty wins. Everybody else did not win over 50 uh, that year. But everybody who everybody was over 500 who made the playoffs. The Raptors had the worst record entering the playoffs at 42 and 40. While the Kings won 61 games that year. <laughs> like, gee, this, this is really getting out of here now. Uh, damn, the Bulls were really bad. 21 and 61, shit. That was horrible. Not a surprise. So, 2002 is when they really looking really bad for the East. 2003. (laughs) The Pistons barely got to 50 wins and got exactly 50 wins with the best record. Wow. What? Yes. And they were the champions this year. This is the year they won the championship. Wait, no, 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 no. It was 2004. So, this is really funny as hell. And the Spurs had the best record, and they did win the title that year because they beat the Nets in the finals that year. So, uh, yeah. And then the fact that the Nets went back-to-back. They did. So, once again, show us how good freaking Jason Kidd was to will that goddamn team to – Shit. Um, everybody in the East did was over 500, though. Like, I can't say it was horrible it, once until I see 
two, three teams under 500, G. Because there was a point where it was like you was getting in the playoffs and you was under 500 as a record, G. So we're not that bad yet. But uh, the Spurs and Dallas Mavericks both won over 60 games that year. So, <laughs> shout out to them. 2004. This might actually be when things really, really hooey. So, damn. LeBron came in the league. Yeah, LeBron was entering his second year, I believe. So, this no, is thought, the. No, I thought he came in 2004. No, 2003. 2003, 2004. This is. Yeah. Well, this is Wait, his so rookie bro, year. Bro, this bro, is his yeah, rookie year. Three? Yeah. The 2003 yeah. draft class. And then, yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Why do I think he's working at 04? I don't know. Uh, I think that was Dwight Howard's year. But, uh, but yeah, 2004. Uh, the funny thing, the Pacers had the best record in the league this year at 61 wins. They did not go Who to the finals. Have? I think that team was fake stuff. I'm sorry. Yo, if my team got the best record in the league with 61 wins and I don't go to the finals, it's nuking time, dog. I'm going to keep it 100% <laughs> buck. Something ain't right. The thing That's is, best, though, bro. The, this the Pacers was really freaking good around this time, G. Like they, like they started rebuilding the team up because Reggie Miller started getting really washed up. Uh, Ron Artest, before he jumped into the stands, was on the verge of being a top ten player. <laughs> then he ran up the stands. Uh, but this Pacers team uh, had Jermaine O'Neal in his prime. Al Harrington was really good. Uh, once again, uh, Ron Artest was on his team, and he was really good. Jamal Tinsley was really solid, and Reggie Miller was still one of the best shooters in the league, if not the best. So, like, they had a squad, but uh, they had they had the best record in the league at 61, didn't make it to the finals. Uh, meanwhile, nobody in the West won over 60, but the worst record was the Denver Nuggets at 43 wins, and then... Oh yeah, this is where we get this is where we get really fucking toxic, G. The Nets, I mean the Celtics and the Knicks both made the playoffs. Knicks was thirty nine and forty three. The Celtics was thirty six and forty six. Bro, I never heard of teams making the playoffs with with less than forty wins. <laughs> I told you this is where things get really freaking bad. They just said, "Yeah, go ahead and go," because we we ain't got nobody else. <laughs> exactly, like bro. This is like when the conversation started of, hey, the best teams in the this teams in the West over five hundred is not getting it in, and y'all doing them. Are you telling me that those two teams made it to the to the playoffs with under were under forty wins, but T Mac could never lead the Magic playoffs? That's why I say T Mac is a little bit overrated. G come playoff time, he can't beat. He can't. He can't I'm saying like, like if we gonna go individually skilled to skill, T Mac is one of the greats. Yes, but if we go down to, <laughs> if I need a nigga to take my team so bad, <laughs> folks ain't getting the call. Hell no! <laughs> like, gee, <laughs> like, bro, I, what, what was what was their record that year? Where's the magic at? Magic, magic. It's, it's almost no excuse. He should have been there. Oh, well, I don't think he was on the team yet. This is two thousand four, so they didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't even make the playoffs that year. So I don't think he was even on that squad yet. But who was on this magic team? I just saw Keith Bogans. Yeah, I'm out of here, G. Oh, wait. T-Mac was on this team. Wait, Keith Bogans was on that team? Yes. Oh, wow. Very. So, let's go to 2005, man. So, I think things only get worse. 
Once again, the Miami Heat had the best record in the East uh, with 59 wins. Pistons won uh, 54. Uh, but that was the Shaq effect, though. So, shout out to the Shaq effect. Um, Jesus Christ. Steve Nash helped this team. So, Steve Nash had 62. Uh, the Suns had six best record with 62 wins. And everybody in the West who made the playoffs Dane near one, well, except the Memphis Grizzlies won over uh, 50 games. The Grizzlies was 45 and uh, 37. And, exactly. And the Timberwolves was 44 and 38. If I was KG, this is when, if I'm KG, I'm like, I need to get the fuck over East. <laughs> I need to get East because it's, 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 it's getting that really ridiculous over here. But for the East, let's look at, uh, okay, everybody who made the playoffs was over 500 this year. So, shout out to them. Uh, and the Atlanta Hawks was horrible because you let the Charlotte Bobcats in the first year have a better record than you. <laughs> All right, 2006. The Pistons had the best record with 64 wins. Jesus. Like, literally, they had the best record. Two teams in the West had 60. And then... Let's see. The Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. And the worst team in the East that made the playoffs was 40 and 42. That ain't bad. Yeah, that ain't bad. So you made the you Yeah, so you would you won over 40 games, but still. I will feel a type of way if I'm the No, everybody no, there was nobody. No, if I'm the Utah Jazz, I've been feeling the type of way. But be that way sometimes. (laughs) All right, 2007. Jesus Christ. Uh, the this is like Matt. the last real year for the Pistons, I believe. Yeah, this was like when LeBron came to life uh, and said, yeah, your time is done. But the uh, Magic had the worst record going to the playoffs at 40 and 42. So, like, teams at this point were starting to get it together in the East. Uh, yeah. The Dallas Mavericks won 67 games that year. <laughs> Got caught by the third. And yeah, They did. Wait, oh. how many games did Dallas Mavericks win? 67. Oh, yeah, this is when he lost to the Warriors in the first round, G. Oh, yeah, this is 07. Yep, we this believe is when he lost to the Warriors in the first round, G. They lost to, hey. freaking, they lost to a bunch of thugs, G. They, they wild as hell, G. <laughs> Yo, I got a Steve. question before we continue. Now, knowing that Dirk ended up, he ended up making the finals in 09 again, right? You mean uh, no. 2010? 2011. 2011. No, no, because he went to make his Yeah, in 2006. Oh, so we passed it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. if the fact, I want to ask the question. If Dirk never beat Braun, will we have that conversation? What conversation? That he was I and not God. Thing is, Dirk had MV, has an MVP, or I think two MVPs. I don't remember. In an era where Kobe, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett were doing their thing. Mm. Mm. So, like, we would still put. Well, I do think. I do think getting smacked by that We Believe team should be on your resume. Yes. It was. That's like, people put, put that on right? Dirk's resume. But. You beat LeBron and D Wade, and you sent Chris Bosh to Jesus. 
<laughs> oh man, that was that was the worst time to watch his life. Like, gee, like I I had the voice. I got a question. That year. Go Who ahead. Beat that we believe team after dirt. I mean, Ooh. after they beat dirt. Was it Utah? I don't remember. Hold on, let me see. Let me pull this up. Let's see. Show playoffs. Play play. Show playoffs. No. Show playoffs. No. Fuck, man. Show. I just want to know what the hell they did this year. Here we play. Scheduling results. Playoff schedule. All right. So they. Man, I hit playoff schedule. There we go. Yeah, you was right, Tyler. They played the Jazz and lost in six. Okay. Yep, they lost they went in six. six. Yep, they won six. Now it's with Boozer and uh, Darren Williams. That we believe the team I'm playing. Yeah, they were a tough, hard nosed team. Like they, like they wasn't no hoes. Dirk still got a hold there because you shouldn't lose to Baron Davis and Stephen Jackson. So, all right, two thousand and eight. Uh, let's see here. So this is when the Celtics got KG and uh, Ray Allen to save that bum-ass nigga Paul Pierce. Also, also shout out to Zach LeVay for being a Paul Pierce and horse. It was like, I, that made made my day, G. That made my goddamn day, G. Thank you, Zach <laughs> uh, But yeah, so the worst record in the East to make the playoffs that year was 40 and 42. So kind of expected it's not that bad. Uh... The, nobody in the West won over 50 games that year. So Wow. Yeah, the Lakers was closest at 57. And the Pistons won 59 that year. So, uh, so the best two records came from the East. Then 09, I think LeBron had the best record in the East this year. Yep, they won 66 games. <laughs> they lost two of them. Why you gotta bring up negative memories, G? Even though this, I don't think people give that Magic team enough credit. They won fifty nine games that year. Yeah, they weren't no scrub team. It was a pretty team. They made it to the finals. But yeah, uh, that South. We supposed to got that Bron and Kobe, and then Kobe mm. went to wax Bron and nobody. <laughs> hey, it helped Bron change for not having to argue with Kobe stands, bro. I swear. Cause that w- that would change the whole narrative. Cause people would say that those teams was equal. I'm sorry, G. LeBron had nobody who could stop Paul, Paul Gasol, G. No, <laughs> there was Yo, nobody on that team that was gonna stop Paul Gasol, G. I'm sorry, they was they could have stopped Dwight Howard, bro. G. So, uh, I think Ben Wallace was on that team, but G. The East has was stacked because the Lakers the only team that won 65 games that year in the West, but. The Celtics won 62, and they were injured most of the whole year. The Magic won 59, and nobody in the West won over won over 54 games but the Lakers. I think, I think now that the narrative of Brian like owning the East kind of can cease. Like once he got into his mode, a lot of teams broke up because of it. Yep. Hmm. Because, like, the Pistons broke up. The Celtics started getting older. Damn. Even the next year, like, the this, this Magic was still freaking good. They they won 59 games that year. The next year. So, like, 
that Magic team was really freaking good. Um, yeah, I feel like they were a wing. The Magic, if they would have got Dwight another wing player to play with, a younger wing player possibly, it would have helped. They probably they probably could have made the finals again. Yeah, because they added Vince Carter that year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the year they added Vince Carter. But that was kind of past Vince's like, prime. Yeah. Like, he was just exiting his prime. But still, he was helpful. Uh, but, yeah, like, the worst team in the East to make the playoffs was the Bulls at 41 and 41. So, they were 500. They gave us that great playoff series. Where they almost beat the Celtics. People not wasn't ready for that dialogue, G. People but if not ready. Been the following year, they would have pro- they would have beat them. I guarantee you. Oh yeah. Uh, so 2011, which is now the Big Three Heat era, uh, the Bulls had the best record at 62 and 20. The Heat was 58 and 24. The worst record in the East that year was Jesus Christ. The Pacers was 37 and 45. Damn. Yeah, so this is where the dial. I think this is where this was another era where the East was just horrible again. Wait, the Pacers uh, made the playoffs that year? Did no, they were thirty and fifty-two. In twenty eleven. Twenty eleven, they did not make the playoffs. They were thirty and fifty-two. They played the um, the, they played the Bulls in the first round. No, they did not, bro. I think he was thinking of another year, but that didn't happen. Uh, then next year, twenty twelve. The notorious uh, Derrick Rose year. No comment. Uh, the Bulls, once again, had the best record. This was a lockout season, by the way. Uh, Bulls, <laughs> still had, yeah. uh, Bulls still had the best record in the East. Worst team to get in was... Everybody was over 500. Yeah, everybody was over 500. Ooh, nope. You said what? No, the lockout year. Most people better be over 500. Yeah, like... Yeah, so it was no big deal. You can't really even say much about this year. So let's look at 2013. So let's see. Worst team in the East to get in was the Bucks at 38 and 44. I remember that year because that was the uh, the Heat beat the living shit out of uh, Brandon Jennings and uh, Monte Ellis. Hood nigga favorites. If you go to a barbershop, <laughs> they will sit there and tell you that those that they the one of the greatest niggas to ever hoop. G. And I was like. That's where you got to sit there and consider you want to leave or get a crispy line in G. So, <laughs> one of them moments. Uh, damn. And I then met we, Brandon Dennis at Adidas. I ain't know it was him, though. Damn. <laughs> he probably was mad as hell. He was like, this nigga don't recognize me? Did Brandon Dennis just come off as that guy. type of guy. Like, he What'd just, you say? I said Brandon Jennings come off as that type of guy. He wants you to recognize him. So he was playing China at that time. Cause you remember when we worked at Adidas, they had some cards. Oh and yeah. And I was yeah. like, "Oh man, you an athlete? What do you play?" He was like, "I play overseas now." And I was like, "Oh man, I was like good luck to you, bro." And he was like, oh, "I appreciate it." <laughs> you heard that being feelings that day. <laughs> And then I looked at his face. I was like, shit, that was Brandon Dennis. Cool. Man, walk out the store with a tip. I'll be mad as hell, G. I'll probably shoot your ass, G. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, Brandon Dennis got booted out. No, he tore his Achilles and never came back So to the league. So, be that way. But, uh, 
In regards to the ease of that year, everybody who made uh, yeah, the Bucks was once again snuck in for being thirty-eight and forty-four. The Bucks got in off a lot of bullshit that, around this time. Wasn't so, that the what was that twenty thirteen? Yeah. Wasn't that the year that they drafted Giannis? Yes. I think that's the year. Yeah, because I remember they played the Bulls the following year. Yep. Yep, because the following year. No, no, because the Bucks didn't make the playoffs the following year. It was probably the year after. Twenty four. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, it was the twenty fourteen fifteen season. Yeah. So, but the East that year. Damn, Pacers had the best record. Damn, that's unfortunate. Twenty thirteen wasn't the Knicks that had the best record in the East. No, they never had the best record in the East. Not it while was, LeBron was, was around. It was that year that they had a really good record and they fell to the to the Pacers in the second round. Of- it, it never, nope, that didn't happen. That was probably, nah. They didn't have the best record, bro. They had one of their better they seasons. They might not have had the best record. Well, I know they were, they had a, one of the better records in the East that year. Yeah, that was, that was 2013. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but 2014, the, uh, who snuck in the playoffs that year? The fact that the Bobcats made the playoffs that year, but the Hawks snuck into Glad. the playoffs at 38 and 44, G. Wow. Yeah. And I remember that they dang near beat the Pacers, and I was about to laugh my ass off, G. <laughs> I was like, Roy Henry out here getting beat up by freaking Al Horford, bro. Then 2015, uh, let's see, worst record that snuck in. The Bucks. no, the Nets got in at 38-44. and 44. Oh, yeah, they did. They played Miami that year. No. Because this is when LeBron went back to Cleveland. 2014? 2015. Oh, okay. I thought you were still on 2014. Not 2015. So the Nets had the worst record in the playoffs at 38 and 44. Meanwhile, in the West, everybody won over 50 games and got in the playoffs. OKC was 45 and 37 and didn't make the playoffs, G. I think that was because everybody was hurt. I think KD was injured that year, off and on. Yeah. So, and I got KD. No, Westbrook made the playoffs that year. Because one year, I wanted off KD MVP year. He got injured. That was KD's MVP year was LeBron's last year in uh, Miami. The twenty fourteen. Yeah. Oh, never Yeah. Then the following year was when KD kept getting hurt. Like it was. Weird. Yeah, uh, yep. So, 2016, Cleveland finally had the best record. Uh, and we see oh, everybody in the East made, was over 500, so no complaints here. Uh, so, let's move on to 2017. Honestly, I really, really don't need to because everything might be more fresh. Alright, so, yeah. At this point, uh, we could concede this narrative that the East was bad, but was it trash? I would say prior to 2010, it was, I would say about 2008, 2009 is when they started to get to, okay, we got to at least get to 500. Now, before 08, 09, I feel like that's when it was like, it was, it was a good argument to say that the East was trash. Trail. 
Say it again, my bad. I'm uh, I said your thoughts on uh so your thoughts on the narrative of was actually the East that bad. Yeah, the East was that bad. I would say some years it was better than others, but the years that we were talking about, Chris, that shit was ass. Like it goes back to that Jason Kidd thing, and you put Jason Kidd team in the West, and you take any Western Conference team and put it in the East, that Western Conference team will probably have that same exact record that Jason Kidd in the past. You put any Western Conference team with a stop. Okay. So I was about to say, gee, I'm like, hold on, let me look at that year again. <laughs> let me go back to 03. Because I'm like, let's Shit, see. You put Kobe and Shaq over in that East. Oh, bro, they, they gee, probably, probably, probably got the best record in the conference, G. They not losing a conference game. Uh, <laughs> at let's all. see. So, if we was to put the Houston Rockets, the 2003 Houston Rockets, which was 43 and 39 into the East. Who was the players? I think they they had Steve Francis. Uh, Steve Francis, Katina Mobley, and Yao Ming. Maybe, yeah. Shit, I don't think anybody in the East could check y'all. Fuck it. Ben Wallace. (laughs) I I literally think nobody that can check them. Ben Wallace. That's one nigga out of the whole East. Jermaine O'Neal was still on the, uh, that team as well. I don't think Jermaine O'Neal checking him. I think Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal was one of the best defending power forwards in the league right. around that time, G. Two niggas out of the whole East. Now, we keep bringing up other niggas. But ain't that many niggas checking out. Now, in the West, hell of niggas checking Yeah, but yeah. It, it goes good. Like, I'm not saying, look, Jason Kidd, top 10, top 15 point guard all time. But, shit, you can say Rushbrook had a better career than him. Yeah, you can make a case. Like, that, you ha- he, ha- he has this really strong case, especially off right. pure numbers, yeah. Because, like, Westbrook's <laughs> numbers look more prettier. <coughs> so, it's just, you know, like I said, I rock with Jason. I rock with Jason Kidd, man. I think he's a basketball man. I think he has it. But in terms of like, you know, back then, I always I wanted people who believed that unless you did some spec fucking tackler, the MVP should go to the best player in the league. That's why I have so much problem with giving the MVP to somebody this year. Just because of how great I think Giannis is probably the best player, but how great Brown playing in that whole narrative of his age. So, but for me personally, I was like, if Jesse Kidd, I, he led that really good team in a bad East to 60-some games just to get fucking stouted by Kobe and Zach. Kobe and Shaq Wiley really hated each other on top of it. Like, this was, like, the hate <laughs> was starting to, like. Not, not, not beat. Like, completely warm. Of course. Shaq saw Top McCullum was, like, hit dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, put Fucking Top McCullum in my face, dude. I'm about to literally. Who? Who checked I said, me? I said, I said, if you put Top McCullum in any center face, they were going to have a career game. 
Roy Hibbert looked like he was on the verge of being an all star. <laughs> so, I, but like I said, I'm I'm all for like you know, I, I'm all for you know putting respect on certain players and things of that nature, and I put nothing but respect on Jake Kidd. But if we're gonna keep it a hundred percent, Buck. There was better people than him during that time. And that brings us back to what's he top five in the league. That argument can go on for forever because you pick apples and oranges. I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, but yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to wrestling. Uh, but before we go to wrestling, Detroit, you want to talk about UFC 249 getting uh, postponed? That bit canceled. I thought it was postponed. Uh, I found it hilarious, though. Uh, I honestly found it hilarious. I don't know what um, Vince did. Spoiler alert: that Dana White couldn't be friends with Trump. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dana White can go both for both for cash too to make a nigga shut up. I'm pretty sure he can easily. Because the UFC got sold, to the, UFC got bread. Because the Fertitta brothers, they 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 sold the UFC to the company for like eight billion or something like that. It was a wild ass number. So I'm pretty sure they can go blow for blow for saying, let's have the fight. Well, I, I think they should have never tried it in California. Yeah, um, that's like the worst else. place to have it. Yeah, and tried it somewhere else. Honestly, the island was a good idea. Uh, let me say this on my stance, even before we talk about the WWE stuff. My stance on it, like I was telling the guys, this whole COVID shit, and shit people be saying. One, ain't nobody pulling no arms in the leg if you a talent and they saying, look, do you want to compete? Can't nobody make you say yes. Exactly. Okay, who the fuck you are. Exactly. Like I, I, I honestly don't care. So it's it's I'm gonna keep it buck. A, a company whole purpose of being a company is to make money. Fuck the we trying to entertain the masses shit. WWE is trying to make money. Yep. That's all it. That's all. So yes, is Vince money hungry? A fucking course we knew this. The nigga let somebody die in the ring. He's showing what's going That's what he. He's a business fuck. He's the owner of a, of, of a company that's in the stock exchange. That shit ain't, he ain't got the same moral compass as us. Moral compass is all like, over the place. Motherfuckers motherfuckers, Nigga, you think he ain't fucking put all, put all his, fucking his foot down on this COVID shit and one of his other companies just have to file for bankruptcy? After bringing he, it back. Of course he's gonna go. And I'm gonna say thing like, like, I think with I find it funny with the, like I was going back on the UFC, I find it funny with the Dana stuff because it's way less people involved in this UFC team than it is with WWE and how many people wrestle multiple man matches and stuff like that. Um, But I do see like, because I think training camp is a little bit, I think that's a little bit too taxing, especially you on mats. And all that type of stuff, and it's just a lot of it, it's it's honestly just a lot, and I, I understand. Um, 
I understand like why they cancel. I understand why Dana White bit the bullet. Because in some aspects, it definitely can't hurt. Um, it definitely can't hurt uh, him in the long run. But I'm salty. UFC 249 was going to be fucking great. Even before, like, before the Khabib had to pull out, because Russia said, nah, nigga. Um, uh, because, um, <laughs> what about saying? Because Russia said, um, like, no, Khabib, you ain't leaving, or we're going to send the Yappers and the Bears at you. But, <laughs> when he Justin Gagey versus uh, Tony Ferguson was going to be fire. I think they have Francis Ngannou versus somebody. Fire. Um, they had the women's bout. Rose dropped out beforehand, but that's because her mother, like two people in her family died of COVID, I believe. So, like, not her mother. My father but like two people in her family. Um, but, um, like, it was set up to be a really, really good event. It was going to be Rose versus Jensen and Drog, too. Even though I think Jensen and Drog was going to drag her up and down the street because that's a huge chick. But um, I, 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 it's just, it sucks. Like, to keep it up, it sucks. Um, now, going back to um, the, uh, one more thing on the UFC's tip. Uh we might not see Daniel Cormier again. Um, if the reason I said that is because Daniel Cormier's last fight was supposed to be against Stipe either April or May. We're not getting that. No. Mm. And that was his retirement fight. Um, depending on how long this goes. I don't know if Daniel gonna take this long of a time off, fight a high profile fight against Stipe Miocic, and and then just that. eventually lose. Yeah, and you this old and things that nature, you could honestly you damn near probably ruin yourself. Um, so I I don't know, man. Which sucks for Comier because he doesn't really get, you know, to finish his career the way he wants to finish. Yeah. we really going to remember. Well, he probably going to get his career finished by him getting knocked the hell out again. Um, <laughs> hey. Steve, like, well, I don't know if this Comier saw the game plan. Steve Bay had a, a fantastic game plan against him. So there's a chance that he probably could have, you know, stouted Steve But then again, Steve is, like, really fucking good. Um. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Damn, man, that's really unfortunate. If it does end up like that for Comier, because as much as I like to slander the man, I do respect the man's uh game, like his his fighting game. Like I respect it, but uh, yeah. so that'd be really unfortunate. But uh. So that's UFC. So let's go ahead and get into wrestling. Uh, let's do the normal. Did anything interesting happen on AEW recently? Uh, pretty much Chris Jericho is going to fight uh, Matt Hardy in uh, the broken Matt Hardy signature match. I forgot what it's called. So 
that's happening at AEW. I think it's called Ultimate Deletion or something. There we go, the uh, Ultimate Deletion match, whatever. So, uh, remember when I said that this is that that Matt Hardy and all of them was going to take screen time away from other talent? I don't know. Like this is just be like casually just looking at AEW. What the hell's going on with Dean Ambrose and he's the champion? He's fighting. Alright, now look, I'm not the guy, I'm just the messenger, but he's fighting Jack Swagger. Nigga, that what? freaking SmackDown ass match. That's the match that they would do on SmackDown Friday in 2000. I hate their fans, but some nigga, some wrestling account really pulled up Brock or Jack Swagger. Yeah. Two niggas not understand what Brock Lesnar's capable of. The man legit held the UFC heavyweight championship, bro. He legit held it. It had a respectable reign. I'm not even talking about just fighting. I don't even think they're talking about like him just fighting. I honestly think they're talking about like no, like not even career, like who would you rather have? Brock. That's why it's not a draw. He yeah. wouldn't have drawn when they put the belt on in WWE. And I was a Jack Swagger fan. But no. He just wasn't cutting it. He came off as a, too much of a like a generic Kurt Angle that nobody, like his personality, nobody can't, it just wasn't on me. I liked him in the ring. He was good in ring, in ring work. But his overall character it just felt like they were trying to make a, their their own version of Kurt Angle again. It wasn't Exactly, but uh, that's really unfortunate. And also, uh, they are setting up their TV title, so they're having a tournament for that, which looks like Cody Rhodes is on the verge of winning. So, go ahead and cook, bro. Uh, I think, I, I think, but you know, being more positive on AEW instead of you know, me saying fuck whatever they do, they still that, but you know. I think it's better if you do give, um, if you do give um, uh, Cody Rhodes the, that title, you have to give him the title at this Agreed. point. Because hey, he is one of the bigger stars. Yep. Not, but, you know, I, I think it's for the You there, Daytra? Yeah, I'm not. I said I think it's for the best. Yeah, I'm not mad at it at all. Like, I'm all for it. Uh, that Cody holding the belt. Like, I felt he should have went over Jericho, but what do I know? But, uh, Tyler, your thoughts on recent activities at AEW? Um, pretty much the same about the TV title. It does. It should go to partly because they really, it's, they haven't really built up anybody else that we don't already know of. Like, we know who Cody is, who Hangman Page is. We know who Omega is, Jerry, the guys that came over from WWE. But, like, all these names and stuff, is like, we're still just, like, on the cusp of getting to know them in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, I... 
Like, in all honesty, it's a probably go like Cody about to go there and then like probably the revival come in and, and you know, woo out the chair. Hey, good segue. But <laughs> there you go, have fun. Well shit, you made the tweet, nigga, so uh, go ahead and uh, break down the revival package, G. <laughs> oh, so the revival got released to WWE. Yay. So let's run down a chain of events. Shall we? Revival get released. Already happened. YouTube video scream in your ear about the reason the revival got released. That already happened. The we wonder where revival was gonna go. Going pretty much happening right now. Eventually say they sign with AEW. Going to happen. Turns out, well, me hoping they sign with NWA Power because that would be a better fit for them, especially the way that Low key, especially for that character, yeah. Second. Um, second. Um, I mean, not second. Whatever number I'm on now. They go to AEW. First thing they do is a talk with Jericho interview. And all they do is complain, tell a wild story that Vince wanted to, that Vince asked them to do, get the internet fans behind them. Cool. Have a run-in moment at AEW when they eventually debut, probably knocking out the Young Bucks because you want to get that feud out early. Proceed like to the on their first team. time on the mic, bash WWE, the internet go crazy. We don't fucking hear them ever again. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I love the revival as a wrestler. Group. Them niggas suck at everything else. <laughs> it's, it's, bro, they changed their names to Dax something and Cash Wheeler. Yeah, like. <laughs> G, I thought that was they, fake, they, G. They no! G, I thought that was fake because I dang near tweeted. They sound like Yu Gi Oh characters, G. No, nah, they yeah. posted that on their Twitter page. Yeah, they got to hold that, G. I thought that was fake. I didn't even look at the Twitter page, but, G. I, oh, that, that, that. Even with, with, um, with Luke Harper's change name, like, Brody Lee is not, um, that's not making me tune in. Nah, bro, he's like, ah, you just call him Brody. Huh? Just, I want to see people just call him Brody. Like, I would have I went with them calling Brody Lee just Brody. The internet know him as Brody anyway. He yeah. just called him Brody. I don't think Brody copyrighted either. Highly doubt it. But, but yeah, so the uh, revival is released. They got Future Endeavor. Uh, so, uh, all eyes is on them. So, enjoy the attention uh, until you fall and lose to Dark Order. So, have fun with that. Uh, so, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to, as Datra mentioned, about uh, UFC, WWE is going to continue doing live shows. And that started today because we recorded on Monday. So uh, Raw was live uh, today. And uh, people were kind of mad. Saying this man don't care about these people. And how did this man get uh, WWE be called an essential business? And people forget his best friend is Donald freaking Trump. He can do whatever the hell he pleases. If he wanted a crowd at Mania, I think he could have got a crowd at Mania. If he wanted to. So, Some way but, but yeah, people are pretty upset. Uh, people thinking that Vince don't care about the people, you know, all that bullshit. So, uh, Tyler, your thoughts? Because I know Daytra already went in. 
Um, I'm not necessarily mad at it. So I still want to watch wrestling. I kind of feel I might be mad, but at the same time, it's like like we were talking about earlier. These are business. At the end of the day, they don't care about you know appeasing to the masses when it comes. When's the next time I'm gonna be able to make that money? So they were gonna Vince was gonna find some way or over whether he's gonna keep doing it live or just record and then you know have them take like a week or two off of that in between recording. Yeah, definitely agree. They're so they have so much talent. If somebody come out and say no, I'm not wrestling. Up next, nigga, Austin Theory is on Raw. He's basically a part of the main roster now. He's literally on probably three different rosters. Like, I saw that nigga if, on 205 if, Live. If, I saw him on NXT. Like, gee. If Kyrie say, say, oh, no, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Guess what? Austin, I mean, what's that chick, Zia Lee? Come on. I need you. Tegan Knox. Like, unless they're big, unless they're big superstars, like, Superstars say, I don't want like what, what, what happened? Roman ain't in a title match. Oh, they're gonna have to cancel the match here. Nope, Brian, nope. take a spot. Next man up. Yep, it's 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 a in the funny thing is, WWE is a different breed. Yep, it is a different breed of next man. Like, they can make it, they can go from a dude being absolute shit and no one cares about him to everybody being like, man. I'm so happy to be listening to the fan. Like it's it's crazy though. It's funny. But but yeah, but at the same time, all I'm gonna say is I understand the outrage because the seriousness of the situation. But people gotta remember Donald Trump was pleading to the commissioners or owners of all the sport major sports leagues. What was it, a week or two ago? Saying, please, can you come back as soon as possible? Everybody told him, eat our, eat our dick. Except probably Vince May said, if you pull some t- uh, pull some uh, cards for me, I got you. Man. So, like, gee. Like, we're about to see on AEW eight weeks of recorded uh, action of with freaking Atlanta PD in the background, gee. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, gee. It, like, bro, they did what they feel like they got to do. And due to the success of WrestleMania and the positive reaction it got, I'm not shocked that Victor Man said, oh, yeah, let's freaking go live with it, too. Might as well bump it. So, and plus, the talent is cool with it. Like, clearly, like, the only person who legit, I'm not, like, who who literally, Roman literally has cancer, G. He has leukemia. So, he, I understand, literally, why he just don't want to be around. And that's him playing it smart for his life. So he is justified. And clearly this man is it because like he knows that it's the future of his company regardless. So he's thinking long term with the situation because it's like, oh, let me just keep him happy. Shoot. Because regardless, he's going to be my main star. And when he comes back, it's going to be a big deal. So exactly. So it's only going to work more into Roman's favor, if anything. Exactly. Because he could come back, spear Braun Strowman and walk out with the belt. Be like, this is what's the plan anyway. I was gonna have him spear Goldberg's freaking uh chest hair off. So hey, 
Just knocking it out for you guys. So I, I'm still happy we didn't have a fucking scare off here. Me too. I'm. I'm. Me. Uh, honestly, long term, I short. Like I'm glad that didn't happen. Cause just seeing them trade spears probably would piss me the hell off. With it's Superman punch mixed in. So, but uh, but yeah, overall, like this man did doing what he wants to do worked out to his favor because his best friend is Donald Trump, and then on top of it. Clearly, the talent is cool with it. Yeah, Clearly. nobody, you know, at least nothing's been reported that anybody has complained. So, exactly. So, like, we, I'm pretty sure, like, the only people we're not going to see anytime soon is Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And the Miz. Now, the Miz is going to be on SmackDown this week. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, they're yeah. doing a triple threat, uh, non-tag team triple threat for the belts again. They just put in the oh, other yeah, partners did. in. So, is Miz, Biggie, and the other Uso? Because I thought he was on six. six I think so. that was just the Miz saying, "I just don't want to be here." Uh, so, but yeah, but even then, the Miz is like, "Shoot, I guess it's gonna be fine." And, but, but yeah, so it's like looking at the situation. Like, if the talent is cool, because literally nobody's really missing on TV, based off what I can tell. Then they straight, and also people need to uh had got to chill with thinking that Andrade was about to get uh unpushed because nigga just had a title match against uh no I won't say a title match but he main evented against goddamn uh McIntyre tonight. And then y'all gotta hold that. On top of that, he's been off. They've taken him off TV twice. One because of the suspension, and the other one was because he had got hurt. They still kept the belt on him. They weren't gonna push him. They took the belt off. Exactly. So, y'all got to chill on Andrade. He got the flare plug, but also that dude must be getting uh, this man some of the finest of cocaine, G. So. <laughs> Good packs. <laughs> Quality. But, uh, but yeah. But, uh, anything uh, wrestling-wise we need to hit up with WWE uh, that we're looking forward to with the current storylines we've seen the past couple weeks? Uh, I don't know how much truth this is. But the Joshi promotion, um, uh, the Joshi promotion, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, Stardom. Might they said that they going to be putting in big numbers in my biggest Trump voice to get Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. Mm. And I, I believe Kyrie, Kyrie Sane is also married, and she's homesick. So, there's a good chance Kyrie Sane to be out the WWE. Mm. Uh, really good. Now, I don't know about Eos Um, but um, Kyrie Sane looks like yeah. But I'm pretty sure the same thing going to be the next man up. So, exactly. Well, woman always is. Exactly. And no offense, man, he's still racist. He's gonna be like, "Who's the next?" He's gonna call uh, Triple H and be like, "Paul, what's the uh, what's the next best Asian you have down there?" He gonna sit there and be like, "Here." And call is Ali, and it's the way it is, dog. Now I don't know this has been from what I for the most true I heard is Eo and Kyrie. Oh, there's a chance that. Oscar could be talked to, talked to as well. Um, 
I don't know, man. So something to look for, at least. Uh, which I wouldn't be shocked. Like, Japan is just now really starting to get heavy into women's wrestling. So, uh, at yeah. least taking it serious. So I'm like pretty sure they want some of the bigger stars who are Japanese within the company. So, but uh, something to be on the lookout for. Also, you guys thoughts of the uh, Gargano and uh, Ciampa uh, match? Um, uh, I saw bits of because it was decent. Yeah, it was cool. I didn't have really. It was cool. Like I didn't see nothing I really didn't see before. Uh, pretty much seeing Candice Ray technically go heel was funny. Uh, but that it'd be that way sometimes. But yeah, so. It wasn't bad. I feel like it kind of before you know this whole shutdown thing started happening. It would, it probably took away from really might have happened. I feel like they that idea about them, you know, going through the hell in the cell as if their final match again. We'll never know at this point. Well, well, whenever they you know they cross paths again, I'm pretty sure we're gonna get something. Yeah, but I like the setup at the end. They um, when uh, Candice Lorraine and Nani were walking out the arena, uh, I think they said that Killer Cross and some other yes sitting in the car looking at them. So yes, and I'll be I, I want to prepare y'all right now. Uh, Scarlet Bodox, have whatever her name is gonna be with she in WWE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what you're talking about because I'm like the name sound familiar, but hold on, Scarlet. Was she in T on TNA? I mean, I don't Impact? know, but yeah. Let's see, Scarlet Bordeaux. Oh yeah, yeah. This is like this is like quality milk right here, my nigga. <laughs> yeah, this is like premium milk right here. She came in cat. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she's not, from, and she's kind of from here. She's from Berlin, Illinois. So she's kind of from the uh, Chicago. So. Oh wow. Oh yeah, she was in TNA. Uh, yeah, I was about to mention that. That's why that's her name sounded familiar. But okay, hey man, like hey, that's quality milk though. Investment man loves his quality milk. So, but uh. But yeah, so I don't think that's it wrestling wise to really hit on. Uh make sure you follow us on Twitter at threes from the ring, at threes from the ring. Uh make whatever platform you listen to us on, make sure you hit that follow, subscribe, whatever button. Whether it's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever. Follow. And if you want to leave a review, go ahead and leave a review. If you want to comment, leave a comment. G, if you want to tweet us, tweet us. G, it's greatly appreciate it. Let us know you're rocking with us and actually listen to the content. But uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys stay healthy, stay safe out here. Shit's real out here. Uh, but yeah, G, like, appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Oh, D, Be safe. Everybody have a good night. Have a good night. Yo, 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 we're back. Uh, reason why we're back and all of that is because as of right before I was going to release this episode today, which is, what, April 15th, Wednesday, uh, 
it was a quality spring cleaning done by WWE in a not so normal standards. A lot of people lost their jobs today. And it's a very tragic day in wrestling as a whole. And it just also just shows how effed up the corona situation is. Uh we got our boy Xavier on here. Go ahead and do yourself. I think this is your first time on Threes from the Rain. Uh, yeah, I think on Threes from the Rain. Yeah. Oh, hey, everybody. Hello, Interweb. It's X. How y'all doing? All right, cool. Uh, so before uh, we get into it, uh, before, uh, like, this is your first time, uh, your top three wrestlers. Ooh. I can to ask this question because. <laughs> I have so many favorites. Offhand, I will go Shawn Michaels. Uh, Kurt Angle and The Rock. Okay, respectable list. No no major problems with that list. Alright, so uh like we like I mentioned, a lot of people lost their jobs today in WWE. Came out of nowhere because it wasn't like we were just sitting there saying, Oh, people gonna get cut. Like, early the revival got cut, but we knew that was coming. Like, they wanted to be gone, so they probably did this man a favor with that one. But, uh, here is a list of all the talent that has been released as of today. It's possible that there will be more. Uh, Drake Maverick, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows of the OC, uh, Heath Slater, who's been around for dang near, like, a decade. Huh? You said what, Daytra? Uh, 15? Yeah, it's a decent 15? amount of people. About 15? Him, yeah, 15? I think him and Zach Ryder, other than that one backstage producer, were the two longest tenure people that got kicked out. Mm. But yeah, uh, EC3, which that man's been on the injury list for like a year uh, with that concussion he has, so... That's unfortunate. Uh, Leo Rush, feel bad for him. Eric Rowan, unfortunate. Uh, Sarah Logan, uh, longtime referee Mike Chioda, which hurts. <laughs> that, that took me by surprise. Yeah, I was like, dog, that dude been with the, He's like the longest <laughs> tenured guy in the company that, who isn't a big man that I heard. So, that's Michael Cole, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's wild. Uh, Eric Rowan. Well, I think it's I think it's more than Rowan. Michael Cole. Mike Chioda been there since nineteen eighty four, I think. Yeah, yeah. as I say, he's been there for a long time. I think oh. Cole didn't join to like mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So like he's been there for a long time. I think now Michael Cole's probably the longest tenured guy, like consecutively. Uh. We mentioned Eric Rowan, Primo and Epico, who I keep forgetting they on the roster anyways. Uh, Mike and Maria Canellis. Unfortunately, Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, and the biggest name on this list, uh, Rusev. So, Damn, you know. bro. Fuck Rusev, Drake Maverick. Nigga, did you see his video? Oh, oh I didn't watch the video yet. Bro, that shit was sad, bro. Cutting onions. Oh man, I didn't watch it. Now I have to watch it. Him, uh, bro, I did it. No way, Jose struck emotion out of me. Mm. I, that hasn't been the first time I ever had any emotion coming from No Way Jose. 
Like, so that when he made it, then Drake Maverick didn't make a brother want to tear up. Man, that's probably why that would have hurt. It would have hurt if I just had to watch it. So I probably did what was best for me if I did watch it. Uh, the NXT people, uh, Diana Perazzo, which sucks because yo, she thick as fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know who the hell this guy is. Alexander Jaxic. He was a um, he was a performance nigga. Oh, okay. Like a lot of people, like there's gonna be a lot of people y'all see that was gonna be performance similar niggas. Yeah. Who was low key supposed to be up next? Mm. Like, yeah, that's gonna so, uh MJ Jenkins. Yeah. I know she's a black woman. I'm really mad her name was MJ Jenkins. I'm really mad her name's MJ Jenkins. <laughs> but uh she's black. Uh I saw I actually saw her tweet actually. Yeah. But uh then one of the coaches, Ace Steel, got uh got the boot. And then producers and employees. Oh, this is noted that they may not actually been fired, they just been put on a uh leave of absence. So Kurt Angle, Aiden English, Lance Storm, Shane Helms, Sarah Stock. Scott Armstrong, Billy Kidman, Fit Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Mike Rotunda, Andrea Listenberg, who's a writer. She's no, she did the uh, Otis and Mandy uh, storyline, and one of the Spanish uh, announcers got fired too. So that damn, yeah, yeah. So that's everybody as of today. Uh, yeah, this is everybody as of today. Really, really unfortunate situation. Uh, you guys' thoughts? Oh, uh, I like so for me. Let me go. So let me split this up into two halves. Three, maybe. So half one uh, to the wrestlers. This sucks. They, I wasn't a fan of all of them. Like, like always going to keep it a hundred percent. But like, we have always had our jokes. Going against, um, what the heck is his name? Um, no way, Jose, and like we barely knew some of these people were still employed. But losing your job hurts anybody. Shoot, I'm pretty sure everybody in this this, this podcast and, and our friend groups who we all is from the brunt of this. I'm currently sitting at home, and the my internship is telling me. I just got in a meeting with them the other day telling me that when this whole thing set over, yeah, we're not saying you ain't guaranteed a job, but you're going to have to fight harder and show us that you're worth it and things of that nature. When I was already fighting hard, when I was there. Um, uh, and then, you know, cover my homies furlough and all that type of thing and all that type of stuff. So I, I completely agree on, I, I completely agree with them. I mean, I, I feel for them who's going through this situation. Uh, in terms of WWE, and now I want to split this into halves. The latter half, it's a business, and what's going to happen. Uh, just keep it, but like, the reason we're not hearing this on other big major sports companies, because it's not, it's not, they backstage is not heavily in social media like WWE is, bro. NBA teams and stuff, them niggas get, them people got their salaries cut. Uh, uh, not the players, the players, shout out to that, uh, that CBA. 
But they're fighting. They just give it G real. The players is fighting to get their full checks. So yeah, they got a CBA. Like at the end of the day, they have wrestlers don't have that. Yeah, they don't have a union. Wrestlers don't have something. And then you, as much as people want to say unionize and shit like that, dog. If you talk about WWE unionizing, cool. But this man will fire the shit out of people if you don't want a union. It's just that simple. He, he will always, WWE will always be that big dog. As fucked up as it is. But in this case, state makes you want to unionize outside of WWE. Wrestling is too big. It's the reason why every company don't have a union. Because some companies say, I don't want a union. So you know, they don't get it. Um, but... It's and, and so this going to the other edge of WWE. See what it's not. This is fucked up on the stem side. A lot of people that get. So let me say it like this. Like I'm not about to go on the side of people saying why are you releasing people during the quarantine. You could have, you know, released them ages when they wanted to be released. Not going on that realm. I'm just saying people like Maria, who's on pregnancy leave. That's fucked up. Yeah. That shit like that. That's fucked up. And then like. I, I also not going to speak on the, the money situation with they deal with the essential businesses and shit like that. Before this, I'm going to say it like this. Dog, I don't own the company. I don't know this business terms and stuff like that. Motherfuckers is not in the stock market. I don't got an LLC. <laughs> I don't got none of that shit. <laughs> you know, uh, so my knowledge, I'm not just going to say, well, they did this with their money and this man had XFL. I don't fucking know. I'm not reading documents like that, so I can't talk shit on that end. I will talk shit on the end of the way they handled this with certain stars. I understand, you know, putting people on furlough. I understand this, but I know they have money to keep some people. That's just that's just that's just facts. Like we're cutting the fat and not trying to be bogus, but cutting the fat in people like EC3 and the Colognes and people you understand that's not you know what the not even being used. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's not being used. Cool. But people that you just currently used that, that's been flying out during this whole quarantine that you've been telling you don't pay because they don't, you don't pay for their flights. So that you've been flying out day after day telling them essential workers and we're going to put on this show and put smiles on people's faces. You're firing them in a situation. Well, they're in a situation where there is no work. That's fucked up. Yeah. You can release fucking Goldberg. I don't give a fuck how much money he brings in from the old people. Release is bad, bro. Now, I'm not going into the ad stand release somebody like Brock, but Goldberg. You're not it's missing a nothing. failure at this point. You're not missing nothing. You're not missing no, nothing. So, you got, you, got, you got bigger names than him in that company. He's just a legend. You know? So. You can release folks. But that's my thoughts on it. Uh, personally, I'm hurting inside. Y'all, the homies knew it when I was in the chat. I was hurt, bro. I, I ain't put no jokes on the side because I, I was genuinely hurt. Because I know how that shit feel to be without, dog. You yeah. wake up one day, you go to work, and then you tell, you get told that you ain't working here no more. Yeah. Furloughed or not, you without a paycheck for like a minute. And so I knew how that shit felt, man. I fell from wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead, Xavier. Uh, first off, Trail hit the nail right on the head. Like, 
this this is a really really tough situation Vinny Land um, as far as where where, <laughs> where do you even where do you even begin I mean sure you know a couple of these releases you kind of you know, I guess you kind of figured uh, we're gonna happen anyway I feel like Mike and Maria might have been one of those that were gonna happen because I think I remember once upon a time they were trying to be on their way out the door. Uh, situations, you know, some situations like with them, EC3 kept being buried by Vince every chance he got. Uh, it's just a lot, but all in all, like these are real people who lost their jobs and. This is this is a very very dark situation. Uh, I agree with. I definitely agree that I feel like there could have been more money played out for these, for at least some more of these folks. Uh, I'm pretty sure there might have been some money stashed away somewhere else, but I'm not gonna go into that because I don't know. But I feel like. Um, this was a very, very hard day, not just for the people who got fired, but also for the ones making decisions like Vince. Uh, you gotta understand, like, Vince has that relationship with a lot of these wrestlers. Uh, everybody on that list, pretty sure Vince has that kinship with. So this is a very, very, very tough day for him on top of, you know, XFL going bankrupt again, things like that. But, rough week for that man, G. Uh, man, it, it, it's been it's been a tough week. It's been a tough month for him. But I got I would have to think like Vince is in. This is emergency mode right now. This these are unprecedented times. We have never ever ever been in a situation like this. And I think more than anything, WWE is probably like a perfect representation of what's going on in corporate America. Because we see what's going on in WWE in plain sight. People are losing their jobs left and right. Half, uh, Vince basically did the Thanos snap. Half the roster is gone. You know, it, it, it's crazy. Uh, but I think that uh, what I hope is that a lot of these firings are temporary. You know, this is just until the Rona blows over, because I think, uh, and even when I started hearing the news, I thought to myself, okay, this is probably more than likely this is just because Vince can't afford everybody. You know, uh, you have a lot of people who are, who were part of the roster, but just sitting at home, not getting paid. And so they were kind of in the same situation already, I think. Uh, I remember guys like Braun Strowman and The Revival talked about how they actually were not getting paid during this outbreak. But uh, that was the case with a lot of them. Just sitting at home, not getting paid, uh, and just on the edge of their seat. You know, it's, it's very tough. And I feel for every one of those folks, you know, this this is a hard day. 
I, I just hope that it's temporary. Yeah, I definitely hear you. And my thoughts, it's like like each of, each of you guys already said, it, it's business at the end of the day. And this is just, we're just seeing it in public because everybody, like with every major business is doing something to trying to cut costs. Disney's firing people for it. From what I saw a tweet saying, Disney's getting rid of people. So it's like, this ain't nothing. Like, if Disney and Disney dang near runs half the damn planet is losing money, hey, then nobody's nobody's safe here, G. And, like, I'm not going to repeat what you got. Like, like, some people, like, they just had to cut costs. And, like, looking at some of the names, I'm no, like, the OC, for example, I know they got, like, a very big, crazy contract. So... They had to cut that cost, and they probably I wouldn't be shocked if Vince probably said, "You guys want to restructure, or you guys want to go." They said, "Look, just just cut us cut us loose, or whatever." So, like, I'm pretty sure some people had an option. Some people just said, "I right, bye," and it's just very unfortunate, very sad, especially when, like when you just see No Way Jose on Raw live. Just saw the man, just saw the man live. So. That's sad. Um, Leo Rush is oftentimes on 205 Live. I don't remember. I don't watch 205 Live like that. So it just goes back to just how wild it is. And then, but like you said, Xavier, some of these people may get, they should get their jobs back. Like the producers, uh, Kurt Angle, I can see them all coming back. And some of the NXT people based off relationships, I'm sure like they'd, they'd be more than willing to come back as well. But, uh, main roster guys is like it's it depends but like something i want to add is if wwe got to do this imagine what the whole wrestling industry is feeling like right now like uh aw is probably feeling a little pressed right now feeling pretty pressed i'm scared for impact i'm dead ass scared for impact i'm so scared (laughs) like like I occasionally just randomly watch Impact. I am scared for that business, G, because like for how as long as they survived, I respect it. And I don't I don't want COVID to just take Impact, G. That would suck. They've been surviving all quick. That's unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. Like they survived a lot, G. So I'm scared for Impact right now. Uh even look like other like wrestling companies and all of that, like the minor joints, like the minor wrestling joints, though, like you have, though they get money off crowds. So, like that's how they survive. So it's, um, it's a very extremely unfortunate situation that that the wrestling industry as a whole is going to face because you can't even do the main thing. You can't even do house shows. You can't even do like tours and nothing. Like, it's really bad right now for wrestling as a whole because thing is, even with these guys that's released, you can't go to, you just can't say, oh, jump shit going to AEW or, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to New Japan. Hell, you can't even say I'm going to Impact because it's like, they don't got, like, I don't think they got the money to pay anybody. They just trying to hold on to what they currently have and just trying to put on a decent show with the money they have. So... It's a really bad time for wrestling. Uh, bad time for this country as a whole economically. Uh, but 
best thing we can do is just keep 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 these people up in prayer uh and just please just be safe out here because it's it's looking nasty out here but this is just the reality of the situation that we're in and like it's really freaking unfortunate i just also really hope a lot of these people have been very wise with their money as well uh it's just really sad but uh but yeah but people out here like my main problems and like i understand being mad at wwe you have every right to be but don't try to put AEW as the righteous savior right now because that's the you know no like for all we know they ain't making money either <laughs> yeah like it's it's at the point of course people are going to um of course people are going to um say uh or AEW going to get all these stars and things of that nature and whoop 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 you, you people don't realize that that when these stars eventually go, they probably got super released, so they don't have to do this no ninety day compete clause and stuff like that. Um, they are going to be in a situation where they're high now, or AW jumps up. Well, you'll say the wrestlers at AW gonna need something. Half of people don't. Half of those people are not. They not. AW don't own them completely. Yeah. A lot of those people are wrestling at other companies and things of that nature. Oh. Uh, so when it's all said and done, uh, who knows how that's going to go? When and it's so. Watch the watch that why is that the first thing they can think about, dog? Like, oh, this person it, got released. Let's it goes go back to nature like like I have to take a moment to remember. It used to when NXT I'm not NXT, I mean TNA was the second option. It happened then too. It just not as a bigger scale. Like it it's so fucking stupid, bro. Like it, it's, it's, it, it makes no sense. It's insensitive to the people who lost work. I fucking Dash, whatever his name is, and Cash Wheeler gonna go to AEW. Cool. This person, EC3, gonna go to AEW. What about the motherfuckers who been in AEW before they went? I'm looking at the roster win? now, G. Like, that's disrespectful to a lot of people on the roster right now who's what not being used. Them? When you say Luke Gallows and them gonna be a major tag team, what's gonna happen to them? What's gonna happen to the... To the, to the to the um, what's the what's the tag team name? Uh, the the of the Puerto Ricans. What's their name? Not LAX. Uh, uh, AEW. Uh, the uh, what the fuck are their names? Of AEW. Um, they used to be on. They used to be on TNA. They used to. They used LAX. To be LAX. Yeah, LAX. I call them no, LAX. They call them. Yeah, they call <laughs> them something else. I, they something else, yeah. but they LAX to me, G. So alright you yeah. them. You didn't, even, you didn't even let them get the belt. You moved past Wheeler. And that's whatever his name is. They beating Kenny Omega, and they just got the. But the other niggas was WWE. Where's the respect to them niggas? Like that, that shit is stupid, bro. No matter what you in the situation, those people that you crying for, and you're not even crying because they lost their job. You crying because you want the likes and shit, dog. 
Like you, you wanna, you wanna, you, you so much on that AW bandwagon that you're not even seeing, bro. They probably don't get fucking hired. What the fuck, Cody said about the whole situation? Shit, cause he know one tweet, one fucking tweet, and then that shit starts to backpedal. It's gonna, it's gonna, yeah. It's gonna. Because the thing is, he knows that they gonna have to cut some of this. They gonna have to cut costs, of course, bro. First thing that came out. Guess what? We got our shows taped. We're going to have all our wrestlers at home. No one's going to be fighting during this corona situation. Guess what? Not, not no time later. Guess what's happening on MA? They got a live show for their pay-per-view. Why? Because that money got to come in, nigga. And just like WWE, biggest things is merch sales, in-lab audience, and things of that nature. It's coming, bro. And you have to do a, you have to do weekly television, cause this shit now is is fucked up. Cause nobody wants to stay at the crib. This shit not ending in May. It's not ending in June. Praying for July, praying for August. But this shit not ending. We're about to be up in the house bored for a minute now, unless you're essential. So, so it's it's stupid, yo. It's stupid. This whole thing, I hate wrestling fans. Oh, niggas, niggas on Twitter saying they're gonna beat each other up. That's normal. <laughs> that's no. That's that's nothing new. <laughs> that's nothing new. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. My goal was to go to Mania next year. It might not happen, but if a nigga tell me they're gonna beat me up, please send me your location when Mania come. Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Yeah, WrestleMania out the street. Please, please, either before the show, during the pre-show, after the show, just not during it while I'm trying to sit down and, you know, watch some great wrestling. But any other time, dog, please see me in that location. I will gladly show you that wrestling Twitter is not real life, folks. Gladly. Gladly. So, like, it's it's a, it's a stupid situation. Niggas are stupid. I, I pray that this thing flows over. I pray that Corona well, niggas wake up and we found and isolated this motherfucker. It's done. Y'all can go back to work. I'm praying for that day, dog. Me too, man. I don't even I have cannot. a sense of smell. I'm praying for that day, dog. <laughs> so, I can't like, wait for that day. Like, cause man, the amount of work I just got from my internship, I'm pissed because of this damn thing, dog. <laughs> pissed. Man, <laughs> It's wild. I can't, but. Wait. I can't wait for that day because you talk about wrestling being lit. Oh, yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's gonna be a different level of lit, bro. Right, everything going to be lit. Yeah. Like, everything going to be lit. Like, that's going to be the first time. But, like, look, bro, we all getting active, G. What, what club we hitting up, G? <laughs> 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 might, club? might not go to a club, but if y'all want to go to a local park or something, I got you. Right. You trying to get shot? You trying to go to the local park? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> go get shot. <laughs> but yeah, G. But uh, per, uh, back to the but uh, prayers out to the uh, every wrestler. Uh, preferably the list doesn't get bigger. Preferably even like other companies don't need to do this, but it might be inevitable. But prayers for every wrestler out there. Uh, who is out of work right now? Because I'm sure it is tough. 
really tough for you guys right now, but definitely keep you up in prayer. Uh, yeah, it's really sad. And just seeing the fact that Rasheed Wallace was playing in 2010 NBA Finals in a Game 7 makes me sick. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, but uh, we definitely appreciate you guys for checking uh checking us out uh xavier i know this is your first time on this on this podcast but anything you want to uh hype up uh shout out anything um you guys really like shout out to no chill media like y'all keep doing what y'all doing y'all bringing entertainment to everybody especially during the quarantine this is great this is quality entertainment right here and also shout out my boy Chalf. Uh you know, if you guys are into streamers and then the Twitch, check out Chalf the Sauce uh at Twitch. And yeah. Alright man, appreciate having you on. Uh alright, we for real not we for real this time. Uh this is the end of the episode. So uh we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us uh Threes from the Ring on Twitter at Threes from the ring 3s from the ring we greatly appreciate that and uh peace v the z uh, yeah. Yeah.